everybody, and welcome to North 100, a Canadian Highlander podcast. I'm Serge. Joining me today, I have a Jer. Hello. And a Wheeler. Bonsai, baby. I thought for sure you were going to say bonjour, but here we are. Bonjour. <laughs> Reminder that North 100 is brought to you by you with your support of the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Let's talk about today's theme. Today, we want to talk about the top five instants in Canadian Highlander. Now, let's be clear. This isn't an experiment to create or find the subjective top five very best list. We're not scientists. Objective. Objective? What's the difference between subjective and objective? Subjective is your opinion. Objective uh-huh. is you're like trying to remove bias and find the the agreed upon best with be it with data or yeah general consensus or you're trying to take your opinion out of it objective is like when you're playing phoenix right and the character says something that you know is false so this is a subjective list our personal top five did i use the right words yeah there you go nailed it all right perfect now to be clear our lists are all killer, no filler. Like these are going to be some some top tier spells. But again, we're not we're not boiling it down. We're not going to claim at the end of this episode that we have given you the best. Also, I'm really curious to see how many different unique cards we're going to come up with here. Now, also to make sure we didn't end up with too much of the samey list, much like we did in the Planeswalker episode, we are going to exclude three cards. The first one we're going to exclude, this is going to come as a surprise to absolutely nobody, Ancestral Recall. One blue mana instant target player draws three cards. Yep, you're broken. We all understand. We're not going to talk about you. Now, maybe a little bit different. Second card we're not talking about today is Mystical Tutor. Also too powerful. Instant for a single blue. Search your library for an instant or sorcery. Reveal it. Shuffle your library and then put the revealed card on top. Jer, why aren't we talking about Mystical Tutor? It's really good. And it goes in my favorite deck and it's the best card in that deck. So, you know, yeah. All right. Easy include. And the final card we won't be talking about because it's too good. Vampiric Tutor for a single black mana instant. Search your library for any card. Reveal it. Shelf your library. Put it on top and lose two life. Wheeler, why aren't we talking about Vampiric Tutor? Well, Serge, uh, it's pretty good and it's uh, pretty boring. <laughs> yep. Yeah. True story. Yep. I think I think we've established the power level of the cards that were like, yeah, let's let's make sure we don't all just have the same three cards here. Now, Jer, why don't you start us off and let's do we include a couple more cards. Let's also include an honorable mention. Okay. So I I did something interesting with my list. I picked a card from each color. Oh. And so mine are not in any like power level isn't represented in my order. It's in Wooburg order. Very nice. So my first one is Swords to Plowshares. It's probably the best creature removal spell ever printed. It's It exiles, which in our format in particular is often very relevant. Uh, it's instant, which not only is better than sorcery, but also makes it easier to find. Yeah, it's it's one mana, which is probably the, the biggest thing about the card. And I realize it's pretty iconic, but you want to just read it yeah. sort of from top to bottom for people who may not know the card? A single white mana instant exile target creature, its controller gains life equal to its power. So it, it does have a downside giving your opponent life, but exiling their creature is almost always more valuable than that. And in a lot of the decks that are playing this card, the opponent's life total doesn't doesn't often matter. Wow, we have come out swinging. <laughs> Card's good. Yeah, very good. The second card on my list is Brainstorm. You may have heard of it. Uh, single blue mana only i've only ever been told i'm doing it wrong yeah it's probably true uh sing, single blue mana instant 
draw three cards, then put two cards from the top, to put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. It is, I, I affectionately refer to this card as the best sorcery ever printed, <laughs> but it says instant on the card. So I get to put it in this list. Yeah, it's, it's the best non-pointed draw slash cantrip in the format slash ever printed it's pretty good apart from ancestral i'm i'm just shocked that your blue card isn't counterspell or some version of counterspell counterspell didn't even make my like top 15 really there were two counterspells in my top 15 but like see i figured that your top five was just going to be your favorite top five counterspells ranked (laughs) i thought about it (laughs) but i wanted i wanted to rep rep different colors and you know I, I play other things other than just blue all the time, even though it is my favorite and it's the best. So if I had to pick a blue card to put on this list, it's Brainstorm. It's 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 absurd. It's really good. Yeah. And I also think it's more versatile than than the counter spells, which is why I put it in. Like you play this in combo, control, tempo, aggro, like creature decks, like you just literally play it in everything. Whereas the counter spells don't always play where you got blue fit it into the game. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you like splash for it. Like Red Deck Recall, I've seen the versions that play Brainstorm, Mystical Tutor, Ancestral. And we're only allowed to talk about one of those cards. So <laughs> the black card I chose is Tainted Pact. It's one and a black for an instant. Oh, yeah. Then you exile the top card of your library. You may put that card into your hand unless it has the same name as another card exiled this way. Repeat this process until you put a card into your hand or you exile two cards with the same name, whichever comes first. So in our singleton format, this card is quite good since the only cards you're allowed to have multiples of are basic lands. And so if you don't have multiples of the same basic land, it can find any card in your deck. And especially after the printing of Thassa's Oracle, making it like split card of when the like deck yourself, because then you can just choose not to take any of the cards except the last one in your deck. And then you win with Thassa's Oracle or a tutor for Thassa's Oracle or something else you might need. It's become even better. I like this card in this top five list as I feel Tainted Pact is a card fairly unique to our format. Definitely. Well, I mean, I, do, I agree that we have so much pedigree with it, like as opposed to even stuff like CDH. But after, like if, if you said pre-Thassa's Oracle coming out, I would 100% be behind you. But after Oracle came out, just like it's people hate this card. People now know about it and <laughs> oh, no. despise it. Our secret And tech. speaking of cards people hate and despise, my uh, red card is Price of Progress. It's one in a red Ooh. for an instant. It says Price of Progress deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basic lands that player controls. I'm not sure it's true, but I feel like I've died to this card more than any other card in existence. It might be true, actually. I play a lot of like four and five color nonsense piles with no basics. Oh, I've been punished by Even this. some of my three color decks. I'm like, yeah, three basics is fine. <laughs> Quick question around price. When we had the uh, the dark ages of you know, pointing based on majority vote. Was Price one of the red cards that was punished for no reason? I can't remember. At one point, Price was three or four points out of yeah, seven. Yeah, right? Price right? Price was three points out of seven when, <laughs> when it was... I'm pretty sure this was like right around when we just pulled our points list from the Aussies. Oh, and right. I, I think it was on there from the Aussies. And then 
when it was, hey, if you showed up, you get to you get to, you know, respond to this or whatever. Then people are like, well, it's on the points list and I keep losing to this and I refuse to add basic lands. Therefore, yeah, the problem is price. I'm not the problem. (laughs) But it's, it's still very, very good card. Oh, yeah. Kill kill people dead and my last card before my honorable mention and the the green card on the list is crop rotation a single green instant as an additional cost to cast the spell stack a land search your library for any land card put that onto the battlefield then shuffle your library this card's just just absurd uh they keep printing better and better targets like making this card better and better just like one mana instant speed tutor a thing onto the battlefield is yeah it's nuts uh, especially with all the other other lands cards they've been printing making this this the style of deck that that's this fits into even better turns out cards from urza's block pretty disgusting just as yes. a whole and then just to uh, appease the people who who know me and expected this from me i my honorable mention is force of will there uh, it is. There it is. All right. What's force yeah. if people don't know? Three blue blue is the alternate cost. And then the, the regular cost is you may pay one life and exile <laughs> a blue card from your hand rather than pay the alternate cost. And it just reads counter target spell. I I still think this is the best counter spell ever printed. I think it's like super, super fair in quote unquote fair matchups. It can be really strong, but you're still giving up card advantage to utilize it. And in combo matchups, it'll... It's one of the only things that can equalize what they're they're able to do in the the early turns. So one of my favorite cards to play. If they have the force as a combo, somebody that plays a lot of combo, if they have the force of will, that you respect. You you just accept that it's happened and that's fine. That's just a part of life. And you're even though sometimes it feels a little greasy, you're okay with it. But I gotta tell you, it's <laughs> It's the force of negations that 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 card really sours my grapes. <laughs> Absolutely sours my grapes. Force of will. You're just like, well, what can I say? You have the force. Uh, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Force of negation feels like, no, stop it. Fast, <laughs> like, don't do this. To, come on. Have I some, thought it was have, singleton. Like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Have some respect. <laughs> All right. So, so that's that's my list. I went Wooberg plus plus a Jerk counter spell, you know. Strong, strong list. I like it. And I'll I'll go next. And I'm a little, maybe not disappointed. I have a couple of overlaps with you. And it'll be interesting, dear viewers, to see if you can guess which ones we guessed the same in Do you advance. want Ben and I to guess now? before and, and we don't know each other's list, for the record. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jer, which of your five? Uh, we have two overlapping. Which of the five do you think are the same? Brainstorm crop rotation. All right. Wheeler? Mm-hmm. Definitely crop rotation. <laughs> what was what was your black card again? Tainted Pact. Yes. Tainted Pact. Price of Progress. I'd say I'd say crop rotation. Swords to plowshares. All right. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say who's right. I'm gonna go through my list and then we'll see. One of us is correct though. I don't want to say that either. <laughs> what? One of you is correct. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's start with my honorable mention for a single black mana. In Tomb, search your library for any card, put it into your graveyard, and then shuffle your library. 
I love this card. I think this card is incredibly powerful. I think not only is it an auto-include in some very, very powerful, I'm like a defining card in some very powerful archetypes, but is probably a card that people could just be splashing for value. I typically play it in lands as a white, as a way to set up life from the loam or find a specific piece once you already have that. I, I just love Entomb. I want to put it in everything, but it wasn't quite good enough to make it into my top five. So it just gets the honorable mention. In fifth place, it's blue. It doesn't cost one mana. That's right, it's Gush. It costs five for four and a blue, but it has an alternate casting cost. You may return two islands. Sorry, that's it costs Gush, Gush costs five? No, it doesn't. I mean, no, that's, that's like, the like al- a- it's like Force of Will. That's the alternate if, cost. <laughs> if there's like five Thalias in play, I guess it could cost five. <laughs> but. Yeah, return two islands you control to their hand rather than pay the mana cost. Draw two cards. I love this card. I think it's really neat. It's the exact kind of magic I like to pay play, pardon me. And I think it's an incredibly powerful effect, especially with something like, oh, I don't know, Fast Bond, <laughs> right? Where it's effectively free. I think this thing is nuts and I love it. Does that does this does this inclusion surprise you at all? I'm shocked, absolutely floored. All right. I'm, I'm a little was... surprised, but not like taken aback. Just like, oh, it, that's a that's a good choice. Kind of yeah. thought it would be an honorable mention. This feels like an honorable mention. I don't know. I think I've won way more games with Gush than I have in Tomb. Mm. <laughs> okay. I, I I don't disagree. I just, to me, it feels like if I was picking, talking Surge stuff, it would be like in Tomb gets the, gets the nod because Gush needs a Hedron Crab or something <laughs> like that, right? All right. Well, my fourth place pick might really surprise both of you. Costs a single white. Would either of you have guessed, I'd say Harm's Way. Harm's Way is an instant. The next two damage that a source of your choice would deal to a permanent you control this turn is dealt to target creature or player instead. I love this card. This is a Highlander classic. Highlander classic. And that's the reason it made my list here is I think this is an unbelievably powerful spell. The amount of times you're just going to get people with this. And it's a card that is really unique to our format. Right, You're not going to see this in a lot of other Eternal formats. You're not going to see this in a lot of other constructed play. But this card is just going to get people. And two of my favorite archetypes, Blue-White Tempo and some type of white and or red-based artifact suit em up style deck. This card just, in, in the creature matchup, just wrecks face. All right, next up, I'm going to talk about another blue card for a single blue mana, Spell Pierce. Oh my Jesus. Counter target non-creature spell unless its controller pays two. Yeah, it seemed to have thrown Wheeler and Jer through a loop there. I love this card. Spell Pierce? Spell Pierce. Of all the counter spells, you pick Spell Pierce? Of all the counter spells, I picked Spell Pierce. I think it's the most versatile. I think it's... It's literally narrow, like by Mm. definition. I find the impact in the early game is really, really, really strong. It only costs a single blue. It's very easy to keep up. It's very easy to protect your threats. It's absolutely backbreaking when it resolves. And when it when it works in a tempo deck, when this card is at its best, it it shines. And I really wanted it to be one of the one mana, if not free, counter spells. And I spell pierce. It's gotta be spell pierce. Gotta gotta tell you, I figured there'd be some curveball counter spell in here but I was absolutely predicting like memory lapse or remand one of those bad boys or spell snare. I would put memory lapse or remand or spell snare are all smell snare (laughs) are Mm. all 
cards that I would include after I've already put in Spell Pierce. Like in that slot, Spell Pierce is first in my heart and in my brain. Mm -hmm. And then those other cards are just redundant versions of, of this. Okay. Okay. Shocked. I have shocked my co-hosts. Or Days. Days feels very... Yeah. Too much downside. You've got to return a land to your hand. Yeah, but I've seen you play Days in decks with like five islands. <laughs> Or, like, less than that. So, like, and, like, uh, you'll get... Uh, all right. You know what? Go, go ahead. The worst go. part is you're right. All right. My second place card, which is going to potentially seal one of you as the winner. For a single white mana, swords to Damn plowshare. It. Exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power. Jer was just talking about this. This card's incredible. I, it's the best creature removal spell ever printed. And finally, surprising absolutely nobody in first place... The only pointed card on my list, we have crop rotation, single green as an additional cost sack to, to cast a spell, sack a land and find any land, any land. Now that's the big shocker. I know nobody. Crop rotation. Un <laughs> unbelievable. I know. I know. Just really shocking everybody there. I, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of surprises from y'all in my list. You didn't see a lot of these coming. I don't. Well, I, I think at least in my head, I had the categories right like I, I i was able to kind of say like all right there's going to be zero red cards and <laughs> uh -huh, like uh -huh. <laughs> probably like again like the curveball the curveball counter spell yeah i didn't expect gush either gush gush i had i didn't have harm's way harm's way felt like a i felt like i felt like your blue white tempo card or your blue white tempo like Sating that would have come from swords plus like gush plus memory lapse counterspell. I kind of expected stifle, but yeah, yeah, that's uh... so the interesting. I really considered stifle, but I, I, I think as it's fallen out of favor, it didn't feel right to include on the list. There's very few decks that are going hard into stifle right now. So I went through my 10 to 15 most recent deck lists that I posted on Tapped Out and. A lot of these showed up a bunch. There were a bunch of other cards, like looking at my bug list, there's Abrupt Decay, and I kind of like made a snoring noise, and I was like, ugh, destroy anything. Ugh. <laughs> How boring. <laughs> and like a couple of counter spells, and Intuition was very close to being up there, but I feel, I feel really good about this list. There was a red card that was seventh that didn't quite make the cut. And that was Colligan's command. I, when he said a red card that was seven, I was like, okay, how do I not know the seven mana red card that's no, 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 no. But like a card that I was thinking of talking about that was red was yeah. Colligan's command. For those of you who don't know, three mana, one black, red, choose two modes, return target creature from your graveyard to your hand, target player discards a card, destroy target artifact, and or two damage to target creature or player. That one is really close. Really, really, really close. But ultimately, I decided uh, I decided not to. So K -Command, yeah, yeah. K Command was definitely on my like. If I had, pl I've been playing a lot of that style of card, and I've drafted a lot of K Command decks in like cubes, just like on Magic Online. I always find myself playing a deck always like that. Always value, like, right? Right. I guess I'm in this, but I haven't played enough of it to be like I can't put this in top five. That's disingenuous. <laughs> well, speaking of top five, Wheeler, what you got for us? Okay, so for the record, before we get into this, Jer and I have zero overlapping cards. Really? Here. All right. Yeah. You and I have 1.5. Gushing and Tomb. I'm calling yeah, it right Gushin now. Gushing and Tomb, but they're reversed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, not to spoil. You didn't give Jer a chance to gu a guess. Oh. Jer, take uh, a... I was going to snap off the same ones. <laughs> Except, yeah, you, you have Entomb as like your number one, and Gush is like... <laughs> 
the callback. <laughs> I, I did skip Brainstorm, which is absolutely on there, but Brainstorm's in its own like category. Yeah. I thought about omitting it, but I couldn't. That's fair. I have it literally etched into my skin, so I think that's <laughs> like enough. Yeah, it's like I got it as a tattoo. I don't need to put it in my top five. Yeah, I see it anytime I like get dressed, so I guess I'm okay. But I do, I, I went for, again, like Jer, though, I did go for one of every color. Okay, okay. And I tried to pick the most satisfying cards. For me, when I resolve them, it just feels so good. Like, it's just, these are the cards, when I put them in these decks, they're why I'm playing these decks, you know? All right, all right. right? My honorable mention, though, is not technically an instant. However, it's a card called Necromancy, which is an enchantment. And it it doesn't have flash. So I didn't it's on instant and it's not a card with flash, but you can cast Necromancy as though it had flash. And if you cast it at any time, a sorcery couldn't be cast. The controller of the permanent it becomes sacrifices it at the beginning of the next cleanup step. That's a mouthful. It's a two and a black for an enchantment that when it ETBs, if it's on the battlefield, it becomes an aura with enchant creature put onto the battlefield with necromancy. Put target (laughs) creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control and attach necromancy to it. When necromancy leaves the battlefield, that creature's controller sacrifices it. So it's kind of the, this is just animate dead, right? This is just, it's an animate dead, but you can cast it as though it has flash, which means you can set up end of turn world gorger dragon combos. I don't know, reanimating just cool things. You get a spicy combat trick occasionally. You can do some fun stuff with this and like Protean Hulk or Academy Rector where you just like... Hold on. Have I told this story on on the podcast before about getting absolutely ranched by Allison with Necromancy? Uh, go ahead. I had an Academy Rector and it was my turn and she was on the rock and mm-hmm. my Academy Rector died. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to go tutor for something. It's GG. And she was just like, I have effects. I'm like, what do you mean I have effects? And she flashed in necromancy with my Academy Rector trigger on the stack, took it. And I was like, mm. wait, you can you can do that? That's just good magic. Right? Yep. Yeah. And then and she's like, oh, okay. Oh, by the way, it was cast as an instant. So now my Academy Rector is going <laughs> to die. So I'm going to go find an, or- an enchantment right now. I'm like, wait, fuck. You made this? Hold on, time out. I made this. Yeah, and I bet I don't even know what she got, but I bet you it was probably something like Miri's Guile. Just, just the knife goes in and just twists. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Wild growth. But it'd probably just be Phyrexian Arena or Miri's Guile. Miri's Guile would be the ultimate like rubbin. Uh, that would be that'd be a slick call. Speaking of rubbin, I have no good segue for this. But my number five was Gush. Gush is my number five. I don't know if I need to repeat what the card does because we've already seen it. Yeah, you're probably fine. But God, I love this card. Anytime I'm playing like blue-green tempo or blue X tempo, like Gush, you play Gush and all of a sudden, boom, your like lore scale caudal or like chasm skulker is massive. Your Aquarian Dryad is just bigger for free. You get to replay these lands for your Vine Lasher Kudzu. You get more cards in hand to discard to Wild Mongrel or to your Psychotog. Like, it, it's, oh, not only is it free card draw, but also just, like, you can use it as a combat trick in these decks. You can use it as resetting Mystic Sanctuary, which is, holy crap. You get to 
use it as a, well, I'm a 30 land deck and I missed my land drop. I'm just going to tap float mana, return these, replay it and play out something big. Like it does, it does everything I want it to do. And just a totally fair card as well. I've never seen a card that's more fair than Gush. My number four, this one, this is a bit of a doozy. You're, uh, you might have to pull up the old uh, gatherer just to get the full wording on this card. All right, I'm ready. Hit me. Uh, so it's called Lightning Bolt. Uh, s- slow down. How do I? How do I spell that? L okay. I. <laughs> I thought we weren't talking about Ancestral, and this is from the same cycle? Wow. I, I genuinely thought about pitching Lightning Bolt as a card that we don't talk about because it's just so ubiquitous to the game. But I wanted to include it because I catch myself describing deck lists. When you, when you play, like playing Canland or whatever, you'll get people asking you questions that aren't necessarily helpful to the conversation of like, trying out new builds but if you're if you're looking at it through a competitive lens sometimes you have to ask questions like why are you playing x instead of playing y right yeah and one thing that i find myself usually saying sometimes is like well i want to play this but with lightning bolt or like you get to do this but with lightning bolt and that can lead to either saying like i'm playing this combo deck but i'm playing lightning bolt so i get to kill off any thalias or i'm playing this but i get to play lightning bolt so that i don't die to goblin guides and it's just it just pulls everything together lightning bolt just makes everything tick you know it's a feel-good spell of the century if i may (laughs) say so myself I've never heard it described that way, but I'm here with you. Yep. Love it. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. My number three, the black card on my list, is uh, Entomb. Serge, I'm... Love it. Love it. I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. I'm not here to tell you how to sort your list on something as serious as a subjective list of our favorite instants to cast. <laughs> but honorable mention Entomb? This is Demonic Tutor, baby. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. I I am. I don't know what happened where black was like one of my least favorite colors to play in, in the game in magic. But over the past like two years, it's become like my favorite color, like even beating out blue, which is absurd to say. And it's not anytime I talk about it with people, they'll bring up like thought seas and demonic tutors and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want Entomb. I want Icarid. <laughs> I want, like, give me, like, Bloodgast. Like, that's what I'm here for. And Entomb, you just, it's just, it's so clean. It's the kind of card that I think about, you know how you design cards in your head that you really want to see, like, other versions of for redundancy? I uh-huh. keep trying to think of, like, Entombs that, like, would never actually happen in a scenario where I go up to, like, Wizards and, like, hey, look. I, do I have something to pitch for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you get a lot of suggestions, Mark, but let me let me talk to you about this. So it's Entomb, right? Entomb, but the two is spelt like the number two. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just in this weird category where like you have Entomb at one, Buried Alive at three, and you have a bunch of other effects, but that's like it. And so in my head, I'm like, we need a two mana version, which like we won't get. No. <laughs> but like a man can dream. Yeah. You're like, uh, it's in tune, but it's attached to a seven mana creature. You're like, cool. Thanks. No. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Can I get it on? Just give me like a black, black in tomb. Pay half your life. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It'll, it'll probably be what, what that costs. Right. Yeah. Please. That's all I ask for. 
for my white card, this one is a bit of a curveball, although I imagine one of these cards may have been on the list of what people would expect. It's Second Sunrise. The cost one white white. It says each player returns all artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and lands in their graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. This is a classic eggs card in the sense that you play it in eggs. It loops with every so many things. Admittedly, Faith's Reward, which is not symmetrical, costs less white mana, and can also return Planeswalkers, which is shockingly relevant in eggs. Admittedly, that card's a bit better. But Sunrise is like the cleanest one. It's the original. This is the kind of thing that really got me into being a combo degen as a young lad when everybody was playing Ravager Affinity. And I'm like, no, 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 no. One play set of Mirror Incubators in Kark Iron- Clan Ironworks, please. Let's go. Right. I'm actually really shocked that the white card from both of you, from like Jaren and yourself, neither of you mentioned Silence. And as soon as you said that in Second Sunrise, I was like, oh, it's Silence. Easy. Mm-hmm. Worm's Chant is is in my like number 10 slot but yeah sunrise is just so it just feels so good again it's the like feel good like when you cast this and it resolves no matter how many times i play this card and this deck it's like the anytime i cast it and it resolves i could be against like a mono green opponent that's tapped out no cards in hand nothing in play and i will have an internal moment of like oh my god it resolved what (laughs) can't believe you let me have this yeah it just feels so good and then my final card Uh my green card it's a one mana green card and uh, you know i think we've all we we there's something that we've all covered here oh i yeah i know what you're gonna say It's, uh, yep, beginning of the alphabet. I don't have any other overlying factors to try and goozle you. It's Berserk. Yeah, yeah, I should have seen that coming. Shocked, I'm sure. One green, cast this spell only before combat damage. Target creature gains trample and gets plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is its power. Beginning of the next end step, destroy that creature if it attacked this turn. Berserk is just, it just, it feels so good at any time even when you berserk their creature to kill it and you take like a bajillion damage you at least giggle to yourself because you're like lol check this out (laughs) even though it could just lead to your own death but i got him got him yeah haha nerd got you oh i'm dead okay but yeah it's berserk is just such a it's 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 such a feel-good card. Honestly, like, out of all the cards in my collection, the one card that I have been, like, happiest to... One of the cards that I've been happiest to own was finally getting a signed Beta Berserk because it's Heck just... Yeah. it it. This is what magic feels like for me. Or what I... it's just, This is cowboy magic, truly. It's just... It's chef's kiss. If you haven't played Berserk in your life, I highly recommend it. It feels good. It feels good. Oh, yeah. It feels great. Unless you're on the receiving end, that feels bad. But, hey, uh, if you're the one casting it, hell yeah. So I'm looking over the cards we picked here, and an interesting thing, shockingly, they're almost all a single mana yes. or or otherwise free right <laughs> yeah. like that's that's neat not a there's one card for two mana oh pardon me two cards for two mana which are tainted pact and price of progress but mm-hmm. you're normally going to win the game when you cast those one at three which is second sunrise which again mm-hmm. if it resolves you're probably going to win and then force of will and gush are both free so definitely shows what we're willing to pay in our favorite instance not a lot an average of one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
instants are at their best when, you know, you get to goozle people with them, catch them off guard. They're not super, I mean, telegraphing something isn't immediately going to make it, you know, worse, right? Like my opponent knowing I have a lightning bolt doesn't really make the lightning bolt that much worse, but they definitely get better when you can, you know, progress your game plan and have a cheap little instant. There are definitely some expensive ones that I had, but they're they're in like number six to whatever, right? War of Inventions, basically like an eight mana, nine mana card. I'm feeling a little, well, like I was expecting in terms of expensive cards, something like Dig Through Time, maybe making an appearance mm. with Delve. And that I, I, but again, I can see that not quite making the list. It's a very good card. It's a very strong card, but probably not a, like top five material. Yeah. I was going to say Mystic Confluence was, is like my number eight. Yeah. Mystic Confluence was on my list, but got edged out by Spell Pierce, probably for that yeah. cost reason as well. Yeah. It just costs so much mana. It does yeah. cost a lot of mana. It does cost a lot of mana, but it has a powerful effect to go with it but it's not it's not it's not an early game it's not a it does it's not like a feel good get them right nobody it's, you're not surprising yeah. anybody when you pass the turn as a blue deck with 10 mana up and you get them with mystic confluence right yeah. they're like yeah i saw that coming it is a real feel good card though it's just like one of those things where sometimes you'll just cast this jace's ingenuity like five mana draw three <laughs> and when you do it you're like oh yeah this feels great yeah. factor fiction's another card that i'm shocked to not see Huh. I it was very close to making my list. Yeah, I, I excluded fact because I thought you two would put fact <laughs> on here. So I was just like, oh, we don't need three people talking I'm, about Foff. I'm surprised nobody talked about intuition. I'm shocked nobody talked about intuition. I'm shocked you didn't talk about intuition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have talked about gifts before intuition. But yeah, yeah. Savine's wreck kind of ruined intuition for me. <laughs> not gonna lie yeah i don't know intuition is still so good like sabim's reclamation is solid but not quite there yeah the overlap surprised me this time when we did the planeswalker episode a while ago we had 15 18 cards i think we all had an honorable mention as well and we had zero overlap and i'm particularly disappointed in myself because of the six cards i named including my my little side one the only two that nobody overlapped with are the two you two made fun of me for which were harm's way and spell pierce you're like come on sir well, hold on hold on hold on we weren't making fun i know of i know i know i mean spell pierce maybe but harm's way <laughs> that's a harm's way is a noble like yeah yeah like people fall in love with harm's way i remember when council member shen lo cast harm's way for like the first time in canlander and he was just like at a tournament and he cast he he like asks a judge question about the exact wording of it i i was there you're like does this work the way i want it to i've never cast this card but it seems powerful and a yeah. bunch of the judges are like we have to go away from the table and talk about this we've never seen this card well he's just like he he fig he like just confirms like so i target this and i'm like yes like that's that is the selected target Right. And he was like, okay, cool. And kind of has this smile and nods, goes back to the table and it just blows out his opponent with it. And I can see him like walking, just like walking back. He's just like still smiling and like nodding his head to it. He's like, mm, ooh, harm's way. Okay. 
Sounds good. But yeah, <laughs> it's a feel good hit. Yeah, for sure. Now, final question here. This is something I didn't prepare with any of you. Whose top five do you think is the strongest? Probably Jer's. Strongest. Yeah, I don't know. Like if we're talking about. I think mine was the closest to like a real top five, but I also think your yours were more interesting. I uh, second sunrise and <laughs> second sunrise and berserk kind of exclude. Not necessarily. Those are those are game enders in our format. Which is objectively more powerful, Second Sunrise and Berserk, or Swords to Plowshares and Crop Rotation? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think an, ac- an actual, like, you would need, again, like, Force Recall, if you're allowing Recall. No, 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 no. no it, oh, it, so it, not it, allowing it, those? Yeah, if we exclude the the obvious ones there. I mean, Dark Ritual. None of us mentioned Dark Ritual. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you were on that one, so. I, I excluded it because it felt too, like... You know, when you cast Dark Ritual and people groan, it's just like, well, <laughs> I feel sorry for you, but also I get it. Yeah, I'm going to kill you here. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. I'm like, I apologize, but give me about five minutes and you're dead. Yeah. yeah the amount of times I've cast Dark Ritual and then just had an opponent go like, oh, and I go like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and I mean, also half the time I when I cast Dark Ritual, I'm just casting like Liliana Vest. So like <laughs> <laughs> hypnotic specter, like, wait, I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Cool. Any other sort of wrap up thoughts you'd like to put in? Jer? Not not really. I think our, our lists were all interesting and cool. Wheeler? No, not especially. Play more in Tomb and Berserk in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And to you, dear listener at home, if there's any powerful instance that you're shocked, shocked that we didn't talk about, let us know in the comments. See if there's any cards that we were sleeping on that we'll feel bad for missing there. That's going to do it for our episode today. Thank you so much for listening. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you by you with your support over at the Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. I've been Serge joined by Jer and Wheeler. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time time.